Welcome to the FFGF Podcast. We are a church located in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Our mission is to know God and to make Him known. We pray this message blesses you today. If you'd like more information about our ministry or how to partner with us, visit us at fredfulgospel.com. Thanks for listening. to be with you today, and I've been sharing um, an experience that I've been having or had uh, while I was at the eye doctors with you. I'm going to share that in a minute, uh, but before that, I want to look into some scripture with you. I've entitled what I'm going to speak about today, God's Love Freely Given Demands a Response. Amen. Let me say that again. God's love so freely given demands a response. So, we want to recognize how God's love is so freely given. I want to read a verse from 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, and I'm sure it will be up on the screen. We have such an excellent team here. It says this, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to the, the propitiation for our sin. And so the main point of this that I want to emphasize is it's not really that we love God. In fact, we can't love God. God helps us to love him. We're going to explain that a little later on. But God loved us. And he sent his son to be a propitiation. We don't use that word often today. That word propitiation means merciful covering. It refers to the fact that our sins are forgiven by the blood of Jesus. Old Testament sins were covered. Every year there is another remembrance of sin and other sacrifice necessary on the day of atonement. But Jesus Christ offered himself once for all to abolish sin forever. And he is our covering. He has forgiven our state of sinfulness and our specific sins. Boy, that was a tremendous love gift. Hallelujah. How many sins have we committed? You know, the grace of God is so much greater than the judgment of God. God in Romans 5, this is not on my notes, but I'm reminded of how Adam sinned how many times? How many times did Adam sin before he was judged? Once. How many times did you sin before you were forgiven? You see, grace is greater than judgment. God's love is great, and he's greatly to be praised. I want to read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, all right? 2 Corinthians 5, 21. It says, for he hath made him to be sin, who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And so God allowed Jesus to be sin who didn't sin, so we who sinned could be made his, in his righteousness. That's a tremendous transformation, isn't it? Thank God. 1 John 4.11. Maybe we could put that up. And this is, this is perhaps sometimes a challenge. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Amen. Can I read that again? Maybe you can say amen or oh my, or help me Jesus. Because you know what? It's easier to love God than it is sometimes one another. 
And yet God, you know, I, I, give, I give you a word of advice. Love people because God loves them and he wants you to love them. Don't expect anything. You'll do better that way. Don't think too much about it because you're going to find out that we all have some creepy things sometimes. That word just came to me. Amen. <laughs> Let me read that verse again. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Now that's not that superficial. Oh, so nice to see you. That means you really, really care. That means you really, really love them. We're going to talk about how that's impossible with us alone, but it's not impossible. We're going to show you that God can give that to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, the more I preach the gospel and the more I study the word, the more I see we can't really do much to change ourselves, but God has made full provision for you. And you just get in line with his word. You allow him to have his way. You get filled with his Holy Spirit and everything will come into line and you'll begin to move in a new realm. And that's what we all need. That's what salvation's all about. Can you say amen? Praise God, we came to him as sinners, we're still sinners, but we're saved by grace. We're being changed by one degree of glory into another. We're not getting old, we're just getting more shiny. I'm imagining that light shining on my crown, and I think I'm getting more shiny. Praise God. All right, so God loved us, and so we need to endeavor to love one another no matter what is going on. And let's make sure to count some of our offenses. You know, the Bible says, he that keeps records of transgressions is not wise. Don't add them up. Forgive them. God forgives each one of ours. But anyway, I referred to an experience I had when I was at the um, eye doctor. I've been there numbers of times. You pray for me. God wants to bring me out, all right? And I'm believing for it. Okay, so anyway... So I'm in this eye doctor's uh, office and lobby and I'm sitting waiting to be waited on. And there's social distancing in these offices so everybody has a mask on and everybody's sitting six or eight feet away. And the office is quite long, maybe as long as from that wall to, oh boy, maybe even to that TV there. It was a long office and I'm walking by this lobby and I'm seeing people and I'm not thinking, I'm just waiting for my appointment. Uh, and the Lord speaks to me, really. How many are thankful that God does new things for us? Praise God. You know, you ought to have some new things being done in your life. If you're not, my minister used to say, someone said to Brother Gardner, Brother Gardner, why doesn't God speak to people more today? And you know what his answer is? Because people are not within hearing distance. Get within hearing distance. Live within hearing distance. <laughs> Joe, so good to see you. Hallelujah. Live in the glory. Live in his presence. You'll hear new things, wonderful things. So this is, wasn't so, this wasn't the Greek or Hebrew. This wasn't some mystery God unveiled to me. I'm walking around and I'm looking at all these people waiting. And the Lord says, I love these people. I think, well, it's okay. So I walk the other way and I come into the other room and the Lord says to me, I love these people. And I walk a little further and the Lord says, I love these people. 
And I want to tell you something as I was looking at those people. There was nothing special about them. Some of them were old, not very well dressed. Nothing special about them. I remember as a young man, I don't know why I feel to say this, maybe it'll encourage you that the pastor was young once. <laughs> and I used to try, try so hard to make myself special. And the way I did it, my cover-up was I had to dress meticulously. I mean really, 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 really gave a lot of effort into how I dressed. Yeah, you wouldn't know it now, but then I was terrifically fastidious. For my labor, I got best dressed in my high school. What That in a nickel gets, doesn't get you on the subway. But I guess I was trying to get the approval of people, trying to be cool, you know, trying to impress, trying to attract some of these girls. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. That was a futile effort, right? But thank God, God is merciful. Hallelujah. Praise God. He just fills Sister Donna with love for me. Isn't that a miracle? I will say, though, once in a while, John Gordon will say, Mom, why did you fall in love with Dad? And she'd say, well, those three-piece suits didn't hurt. Three-piece suits. Anyway, praise God. But there was nothing special about these people. Some of them were kind of homely. They didn't look too happy. They were sitting there. And I want to tell you today, you don't have to be special for God to love you. You don't have to make yourself special. He makes you special. He doesn't call the equipped. He doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. He takes nothing and he makes something out of him. So give him your nothingness. Give him your hurts. Give him your past. Give him your inadequacies. Give him your simple abilities and see what he will do with them. Praise God. And that's what God rejoices in. You know, there's a portion of scripture that really, really underlines this truth that I'm speaking about and it's in 1 Corinthians and it's chapter one. Why don't we turn to that? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I'm going to start reading with verse 26, and then 27 and 28. And let's look at how and what God says about those he calls. Verse 26, for you see your calling, brethren, how not many wise after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised has God chosen, yes, and these which are not to bring to naught the things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence. And so God doesn't want us to feel like we need to be something. He just wants us to come as we are. He delights in taking the simple, the average, and making them unusual and used for God. 
and how many people of God's veterans were simple people. You think of Smith Wigglesworth, who God gave such a tremendous healer, a plumber, never had more than eighth grade education. You don't have to have all of the uh, education of this world to please God. Education is good. Do the best you can in school. We need it. But I'm talking about godly things. Having a PhD doesn't make you more spiritual than the simple person like Virginia DeLordo who led my mother to the Lord and had no education virtually. Was a very poor woman but powerful in God. So God calls the base things to prove himself, to be glorified. That was one of the lessons that I learned as I was walking in that uh, office that day. But there was another thing that was very unusual. As I'm hearing God say, I love these people, these unspecial people, right? And I'm one of them, right? Then all of a sudden I'm feeling God's love for them. Ah. Oh, Jesus. No. I feel like I'm having a Holy Ghost moment. Hey, uh, Jesus. Juju Go So, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many like Holy Ghost move? Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah. I'm not just hearing, I'm beginning to experience. Hallelujah, something's flowing out of me. I'm feeling his love for these people, not just hearing it, I'm feeling it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Don't be afraid to say praise Jesus. It's the best thing you can say anyway. Hallelujah. Paul says the love of God constrains me. You know, I'm thinking about this thing. I thought it was such a simple thing. I thought, Lord, why are you speaking me such simple things? I need to hear big, large things. Folks, you know what I'm sensing this morning? What God gave me was showing me the essence of all ministry of the gospel, it's the good news that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes should not perish. All love, all ministry flows through love. I'll get back to my sermon, but I'll tell you a funny story. You like funny stories. See, they put the pens here so I trip, but I ain't gonna trip. So I'm teaching Sunday school. And I'm teaching about 1 Corinthians 13, the love of God. You all know that 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. And I'm teaching it. And then I wanted to explain to them something my pastor told me. And that was when he taught. He said, 1 Corinthians 12 speaks about the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 13 talks about love. And then the next chapter, 1 Corinthians 14, explains again the usage of the gifts of the Spirit. So Brother Gardner said to us, it's kind of like a hamburger. 1 Corinthians 12 is the top of the bun. 1 Corinthians love is the meat. And 1 Corinthians 14 is the bottom of the bun. 
So during my class, I had a very intelligent fellow relative, Kendra, fell asleep. And I woke him up. I said, David, what do you remember? He said, something about a hamburger. <laughs> Everybody ought to come to Sunday school. Something about a hamburger. <laughs> but remember, the love of God is the meat. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise God and all oh, how we need to let the love of God flow. And so listen, I have good news for you. Amen. I have good news for you that God has made provision in his salvation for every one of us to have this love imparted that will change lives. How many know love is the most powerful force in the earth? How many know love cannot be hindered? It cannot be stopped when it flows. It's powerful. Thank God for the love of God. I want you to turn with me to Romans chapter 5 while we're freezing in here. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. Praise God. Well, at least you have to say I'm not boring, right? Hallelujah. I'm not boring. Praise God. All right. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. And hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which is given us. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus had the spirit without measure. God is love. God fl flowed through his son with that anointing that loved people that were very unloving. My dear friend Jeff here said one of the most profound things and I think it was true. He said the greatest verse in the Bible is when Jesus is hanging on the cross and bleeding and ignominiously tortured and suffered. And he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Such love. Such love. Jesus loved. And yet now Jesus is in heaven but he sent his Holy Spirit and I want you to get beyond 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 and get stuck a little on the meat. The Holy Spirit is not just about tongues. It includes it. It's not just about prophecy or miracles or gift of knowledge and gift of wisdom. And I believe in all of those 12 gifts, 9 gifts, and there's more than that. I believe in them. We need them. But the love of God is the thing that causes that love and those gifts to flow. Yes. Brother Gardner wrote a book about spiritual gifts and he says, as blood is to the body, so is the love of God to the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. Yes. The only way they flow in purity is through the love of God. Yes. So you and I need that love of God. And we don't love. Our love is impartial. Our love sometimes is partial, I should say. Our love is inadequate. But the thing that God does is he sheds abroad in our hearts his Holy Spirit, which he's given us. And so the love of God is not just for the gifts. I should say the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is given to you and to me that we might be able to flow in that love of God. That love that Jesus showed me, experienced that day in such a real way, just a little taste of it. And so I want to ask you this morning, would you like to be a love vessel for God? Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't walk in the flesh. Don't walk in the natural. Get filled with the Spirit of God. God's Spirit is a loving Spirit. 
Hallelujah. And he'll impart that love to you. Because, folks, we have a responsibility. I said at the beginning, we have been loved and we are called to love. Does that make sense? I want to quote that verse again. You know it. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. How much did Jesus love you? How much did God come to you through his son? Where were you when he saved you? Were you seeking him or were you running from him? Sometimes God shows us his love in that while we're yet sinners, sometimes at our worst, God apprehends and turns us to himself. And so we are people who have been loved. And now we need that love to show to the world. And so one of the last things Jesus said before he went to heaven, before his ascension, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, teaching them to observe all things that I have taught you. What was Jesus saying? He was saying, spread the good news. Love the people around you. You know, it's so easy to get over-involved in our lives and to just fill our lives with duties and responsibilities and family and the things that this life sometimes demands upon us. But oh, how God wants us to make room to spread his word. Hallelujah. To show the love of God. How many here would like a fresh touch of the love of God to begin to move in the thing that we're hearing about today in a way that you haven't? Maybe you used to witness avidly. You know, it was very popular when I was a young man and got saved 1970. You know, we would carry chick tracks. Did you ever see those chick tracks? Sometimes you couldn't figure them out, but you know, they were a lot of fun. But we'd hand them out. We'd tell people about Jesus. When was the last time you told somebody about Jesus? When was the last time that you apprehended someone and God gave you a divine opportunity and you began to speak maybe with tears in your eyes and share with them the love of God? When was the last time? Should I ask you? I'm thinking of a story, but this is going all over. I was preaching as a young, fiery preacher. I used to be fiery then, not as loving as I am now. <laughs> and I'm into this big spiritual church. This Holy Ghost church. God had used that church. But somewhere along the way, they negated that message of evangelism. And I said, how many have witnessed in the last month raise your hand nobody raised their hand I said how many of you have witnessed in the last two months raise your hand nobody raised their hand I said how many have witnessed the last three months raise your hand nobody raised their hand I said should I say six months oh boy did I get in trouble when that pastor came home he thought I had a bad spirit I think he had a bad spirit. Because if your church can go three months without talking about the love of Jesus, you better get a baptism of the Holy Ghost. You better let something flow. You better get something renewed in your midst. Because something's lacking. 
because the Holy Ghost isn't just about me and Jesus, me and Jesus, me and Jesus. It's about Jesus in me loving somebody else and making a difference in somebody else's life. Hallelujah, it's the truth anyhow. So, in conclusion of my very simple message, Jesus, who is love, he loved his own to the end. Hallelujah. He's not only crucified, but he's raised from the dead. How many know he's on the throne? Don't look at Washington. It's full of hate. Look to the throne. It's full of love. So, he comes into the room. The door's being shut. Just walk right through the wall. And he says, peace be unto you. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. Love, desire, deserves a response. Jesus tells us our response. I have loved you. My peace be with you. As the Father hath sent me, so send I you. And then he breathed on them. Oh, God breathed today. Breathe afresh on us. Oh, Jesus. He breathed on them. And he said, receive you. The Holy Spirit. Because only God can love. So he asks us to open up. Let that love come in. And then let that love flow. I love these people. 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 God loves these people. Let's love them too. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You want to pray? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. How about we stand? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Something's in this house. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise you, Jesus. Lord, we pray today. Lord, as you're in our midst, and I believe you're shedding abroad that love of God today. We open up wide. We ask for a renewing of it, Lord. We ask for a dose of the Holy Ghost. 
The love of God is the first fruit of the Spirit, the great commandment, the great Father commandment of God, the greatest virtue is love. God, today impart to your people and begin it in me a new fresh dose of the love of God that will compel us, that will move us to minister, to reach out, to touch the hurting, to touch the unsaved, to pray the prayer of faith, to give ourselves as you gave yourself. Father, you're sending us. And Lord, we pray you'll commission and prepare us today by giving us a fresh anointing in this house. Lord, thank you, Jesus. God wants to baptize us in the love of God. Hallelujah. He wants, oh, praise the Lord. When he comes, he immerses us. He fills us with his love. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. And let's believe God. He's pouring out his love this morning in every one of us. If we ever needed more love, we need it in these days. We need to be filled with love for Jesus. And that love for Jesus will flow out to others when the others are hating and full of darkness and sin. God is saying, I want you to proclaim my love. I gave my life on Calvary that you can be set free from sin and darkness. And I want you to love like I love. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray today that you will fill every one of us with the love of God. Lord, forgive us where we've lacked. Lord, where perhaps we didn't have that keen love of God like we should. Lord, we pray today that you'll forgive us and wash us in your precious blood. And Lord, we pray today for a fresh immersion, Lord, of the love of Jesus upon every one of us. Lord, just fill us, baptize us in the love of God. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to love you with all of our hearts, with all our soul, mind, and will, and our neighbor as ourself. God, fill us. Fill us with that love of Jesus. Fill us with love for others. Let it flow out of us. God, I pray that we'll be different because of this service. Lord, we'll have something we didn't have when we came in. God, we'll have a greater love for you and for others. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, you know, we're just about to dismiss, but we have a little time yet. And a good way to start is if you're here today and you have some animosity or unforgiveness toward someone, how about we just have a deliverance service and throw some things in the trash today? You know, if you've lived any amount of time, all of us are within the age to have maybe a number of people have hurt us. The Bible says, if we forgive not our brother from the heart, neither will our Heavenly Father forgive us. And so how about we just deal with the Lord? I don't know your need, but how about we just ask that the Lord will give us grace and to forgive that one that maybe we still have feelings about or toward.
Oh, thank God. You know, I sense a cleansing. And you know, I want to thank God. I preached my word. The word God gave me. But I want to thank you that you've received it. That's a very special thing because you're hungry and you're tender. And when you hear truth, you receive it. I want to thank God for a hungry church. And if we're open to God speaking to us and we allow him to challenge us and we take his word, we will grow. We will receive. And so, Lord, I thank you today that we've shared of your love. And, Lord, we've heard it and we've received it. And now, Lord Jesus, you've sent us and we go in your name and we go with your anointing. And Lord, I ask that you will bring souls to each one of these people. I ask that you will show us the ones that you lay on our hearts and that you'll speak a word through your people in season that will set people free. God, use everyone in this place to disperse the love of God in the name of our loving Lord Jesus. Amen.